Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2624. So Hasbro had their Fan Pulse event yesterday, and it's something that happens every so often, and it doesn't always happen for every single brand. It's usually just kind of focused on one particular thing. In this case, it was focused on Star Wars, and as we've talked about on the show from time to time, when new products get released, there's usually something interesting in the product descriptions, and this time it actually made me want to consider something about Bo-Katan and the Mandalorian and what we have in store for us. Punch it! Hey, Rebel Riser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So i got to admit, this one caught me a little off guard, because in the September 1st episode of the show, I would have included this in the merchandise category, the fact that they were going to have this Fan Pulse event, but I just didn't see it. It didn't cross my radar for whatever reason. So thankfully, it actually crossed my radar today, which is when I'm recording this, September 8th, but you're obviously hearing this September 9th or at some point thereafter, but yeah, it all worked out, and so I got to check out the results of the Fan Pulse reveals. Many of the things are, you know, fascinating for collectors and whatnot, and that's great, but what we really focus on here in Star Wars is product descriptions. The things that the packaging says about particular, like, action figures, for example, like, they'll give you little character thumbnails, and sometimes that actually tells us a little something about story, about plot, about character development, that sort of thing. And I'm a little bummed that I have not been able to find high enough resolution shots of the back of the box for Rey's lightsaber because they're actually making Rey's lightsaber, you know, the final one that she lights up at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, which is very cool. And they, you know, have pictures of the back of the box and you can see where stuff is written about it, but I can't find a high enough resolution image. So if you happen to have one, that's great. Please let me know. And if not, I'll keep looking for one. So that way we can talk about what it might actually say about it and if it's anything of interest. As for the rest of the reveals, well, I gotta say, they need to do a client action figure. They have to have a Warner Herzog action figure at some point. Please, Hasbro, if you're listening, make a client action figure. And if there's ever a fan vote, that better be one of the options because that's going to win hands down. Anyway, so <laughs> among the other Mandalorian figures that were revealed, there's an incinerator trooper now. You may remember that trooper from the end of season one of The Mandalorian. And there's a note about that trooper, it says the trooper's armor is exceptionally heat resistant and bore red markings in order to indicate their specialty. Great. Eh, it doesn't really tell us much of anything. That's fine. And they're doing a bunch of video game related figure releases too, including the Shock Scout Trooper from Jedi Fallen Order, which is kind of fun. And yeah, so great stuff there. But as part of me digging through the reveals and then going back and looking at descriptions of other action figures that have been released. A couple of them caught my eye related to the Mandalorian that I wanted to share with you. First of all, there's the Trapper Wolf action figure, which is of course Dave Filoni's own character, the X-Wing pilot that we meet in the Mandalorian a couple of times. And there's actually descriptive information about Trapper. It says he's a veteran of the rebellion against the Empire and now serves as a pilot in the New Republic. He flies his X-Wing as part of a squadron that betrays the outer reaches of the galaxy. 
Of course, this had me thinking about the whole Rangers of the New Republic series. Remember that? Uh, that one being somewhere in turnaround and probably because of the whole Gina Carano business. But I don't necessarily think Trapper Wolf would be a regular on that show, though I think he probably would appear from time to time. I think Carson Teva, that character, would probably be more of an anchor. And hopefully that's actually what they're doing, that they're structuring the show more around Carson than anything else like I think that would be fabulous fabulous I meant to say fabulous yeah <laughs> I can talk all right and then there's also a Costco Reeves action figure and there is an Axe Woves one sixth sixth ugh Wow, apparently my tongue is gonna be an issue today. Um, there's an axe figure that's being created by Sideshow, but there's no information about the character just yet there. But the Costco Reeves figure from Hasbro, here's what we learn about Costco, that she's a master of hand-to-hand -hand combat, loyal to Bo-Katan and a member of the Band of Clan Kree's Mandalorians, striking back at the Imperial Remnant. But it's the Bo-Katan stuff that's really intriguing. And there are actually a couple of different Bo-Katan product description things and it seems like it depends on where in the whole chronological timeline you encounter her so for example the pre-Mandalorian Bo-Katan description seems to be this one. A gifted warrior, Bo-Katan Kryze is a legendary Mandalorian. She refused to align with the Empire's occupation of Mandalore. So that sounds more in fact like a Star Wars Rebels level Bo-Katan. But here's where things get even more interesting. Another description of Bo-Katan's character based on a different action figure, a Mandalorian action figure says, a gifted warrior and legendary Mandalorian, Bo-Katan Kryze is the last of her line. She leads a team of Clan Kryze Mandalorians striking back at the Imperial Remnant. Now, I had to go back and check and just confirm, but yes, in the episode The Heiress, which is chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, or season two, episode three, if you prefer, she does say in that episode that she is the last of her line. So that isn't necessarily new, but when I looked it up in Wikipedia, it was actually saying that she, quote, believes, unquote, that she's the last of her line. And there is someone out there named Corky Crees, yes, um, you know, that, if Corky is alive, we don't necessarily know that for a fact, or if he's dead, we don't know that for a fact, I guess, because his life or death situation has not been confirmed on screen, but he did appear in the Clone Wars. He is the nephew of the Duchess Satine, and so by extension would be, I guess, the nephew of Bo-Katan. But saying that she's the last of her line, well, that certainly suggests that Corky is dearly departed, unfortunately. And this raises the stakes for Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian and what we might see in Season 3 because Clan Kreese is not just Clan Kreese. There was, is, we don't know for sure if it still exists, a House Kreese. And so just really quickly, Mandalorian society is organized into houses and clans which are underneath the houses and support the houses. And so, yes, there is a Clan Vizsla as well as a House Vizsla, for example. So you can have, you know, both a house and a clan with the same name, but that would certainly be one of the leading clans within the house. House. And so if Bo-Katan is the last of her line, it's not just that she's the last of Clan Kree's, she's the last of House Kree's, she's the last of one of the big traditional houses within Mandalorian society. And so that's huge. And the fact that she doesn't have the Darksaber, that she's lost it and therefore sort of lost the 
and Primitar of leadership on Mandalore, like her whole house is in disarray. So this is a huge cultural problem in Mandalorian society and terrible for the whole house and all the clans that are within house uh, Kree's and that support it. So that does strongly suggest that we're going to be seeing more of Mandalorian society and culture and maybe even Mandalore itself in season three of The Mandalorian. And my goodness, if you have not seen Mandalore at the height of its you know, cultural situation with the you know, pacifist leaders of the new Mandalorians in the Clone Wars, then you're in for a treat and even you know the rebels depiction you know, all of this can still be created on the volume in that whole stagecraft situation but the thought of the possibility of a recreation of the clone wars era mandalore situation within the volume i think that would be just absolutely amazing to see and that's what I've got for you today. <laughs> so yeah, all you need to know about action figures and what they have to tell us for now at least. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.